This is episode 109, and I'm talking to the amazing Lauren Christian from Perfect Gifting, all about influencer marketing and some really valuable steps on how you can engage in influencers. Welcome to the Content Queen podcast. I am your host, Mariah, entrepreneur, featured writer, and storyteller in the best holistic life magazine and founder of Content Queen. I am here to teach you how to share your unique story, create content, and market your business with strategy through the channels that work for you. Each week, I will deliver a story to help you connect to a powerful strategy around marketing, business, and content creation. I will also be joined by amazing souls and entrepreneurs who are here to share their own journey along with actual steps to help you take your business to a whole new level through amazing storytelling, powerful aligned marketing and content strategy. Let's do it. Hello gang, how are we all? I hope you're having an amazing week. I am so excited about this episode. I literally just recorded it this afternoon um, and I am, I've learned so much. I was doing editing it and doing the notes and I was like, wow, this is, this is a really good episode and something I've lightly touched on in another podcast episode with Neil Schaefer, all about influencer marketing, but um, I will put that in the show notes. But this one was just really actionable. Like here is what I've done. Here is my journey. Here's my story. This is what I've done and this is what I think you can take away from it. I think that is what we want from a podcast, right? And just some keynotes. Like I, I loved how Lauren... Um, told her story and all those things. So I think it was just so good. Um, I really enjoyed it, especially because I do want to start some form of product-based business. And I think influencers will be really helpful for that. So I'm still working on that's a 2022 goal. But yeah, so I'm going to introduce Lauren and you can listen to the awesome episode. Don't stress too much about taking notes. There will be a blog about this on the website. So you can always go back and get that. But Let me introduce Lauren, who is the founder and CEO of Perfect Gifting. She's a dog-loving, golf-playing, tap-dance-learning, chip-eating auntie corn who has no idea about children. She loves to give gifts, she loves to receive gifts, and she loves to watch people open gifts. So it felt natural when the idea for Perfect Gifting was born that she did something with it. She's come from a corporate background building technology products Her husband and her took the big leap when they quit their day jobs and jumped headfirst into launching Perfect Gifting, and they absolutely love it. They love all their Perfect Gifters and are having the time of their lives leading this business and platform. So for a bit of background, Lauren has been engaging in influencers to help her Perfect Gifting product. I loved watching how she handled it. I loved the outcomes she got from it. So I thought it was only natural to bring her on and talk about her experiences. So let's hear from the amazing Lauren. Welcome Lauren to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Can you please tell everyone who you are and what you do? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I am Lauren. I am the co-founder and CEO of Perfect Gifting. Amazing. And Perfect Gifting Let's just tell everyone a little bit more about Perfect Gifting is in the next question, because I think the listeners, no matter what you do in life, it is game changing. So now let's chat about your origin story and the reason why you started business. So what's what's your story and how did you get to where you are today? It, that's a good question and an interesting one. I, um, I'm an auntie and I don't have any children. So my idea of telling how old a kid is based on their height 
And I really have no idea what is an appropriate gift for a kid. Um, it, it's terrifying walking into a kid's store for me. So I was standing in Disneyland um, on a holiday in 2017 and I wanted to get all of my uh, nieces and nephews and cousins a present, um, but I found myself staring at walls and walls of merchandise, not knowing what size do they wear, did the girls have their ears pierced, did they like gold jewellery, silver jewellery, what characters are cool these days because I am not super young, so I don't necessarily know what uh, characters are in at the moment. And I just had no idea. So I found myself scrolling through Facebook of my um, brothers and sisters and uh, family members trying to figure out the answers so I could actually get a gift that when I took it back, these kids were going to one, like it, um, and two, use it. So that was in 2017. Um, I managed to get gifts that they all liked in the end after it was pretty challenging. But um, it kept happening. I got to a birthday for a niece and didn't know what to get them. I got to Christmas where we're celebrating with family members who live interstate. So you don't necessarily see the children grow during the year or see their, their trends um, and preferences change. And so I just kept coming up against events in people's lives who were important to me, but found myself not actually knowing what they would want or what they would like. I thought, this is a problem that needs to be fixed. I can't be the only person in the world who feels like a crap family member because I don't know my family well enough. Um, and so the perfect, uh, the perfect gifting idea was born. It was, it was, that's where it originated from. It was trying to solve a pain point that I had and that I saw people around me having. It's amazing. I love that story. And I think it's, it's why most of the time we get into business, right, is we have a pain point or something that's really bothering us and we make it happen. And I think like watching the perfect gifting journey has been amazing and it's made everyone around me think like more about gifting and, you know, just for a bit of background for everyone is listening, your perfect gifting is this online platform where you can, you know, connect with your friends and family and essentially work out exactly what they want based on here's what I want or here's, you know, what I like. So if you want to go and find something, I mean, my boyfriend and I just got together and he knew my perfume, he knew my clothes, my dress size, and he got me like the most beautiful gifts because of perfect gifting. So, yeah. you know, that's just a little ad for perfect gifting because it's, yeah, yeah that's it's cool. Great. We describe ourselves as a, a social gifting platform. Mm. So it's, it's a gifting profile platform where you can go on, connect with your family and friends and if you want to get that person a gift, either for an event or just a surprise gift, you're going to have all of the information you need in front of you to get them the right gift um, and to get them the perfect gift. Yeah, I love it. And I guess, you know, uh, for a bit of background for everyone, Lauren and I used to work together where we worked in, um, in corporate and and just watching you learn marketing and, <laughs> you know, social media has been like, I remember when we first connected, it was like, I don't know what the hell. And now you're like, well, today we're going to talk about influencer marketing, which is something I haven't tapped into. And I'm so keen to learn and I've learned from you just doing it. Um, but I think, you know, even as a business owner, you went from working in nine to five, like most of us have done in our lives. And then next thing you're jumping into this whole new project. And it's like, you've got to learn a lot of things and wear a lot of the hats. So before we dive into the topic, I'm keen to know, like, how that process went for you learning all of this stuff because it's super daunting. Uh, I think it's an ongoing process. It's it's not a process where I 
woke up the next day and understood everything I needed to know. And, and I'm still learning a lot of things. You know, the, the influencer part was sort of trial and error, I tested something, it didn't work. I tried something else, it worked. Um, mm-hmm. And that's sort of been, you know, we've, we've been live now for just over six months. Um, and I have learned an insane amount about the marketing, particularly the social marketing world in the last six months um, mm. because of the type of product we are, social marketing is is big for us. Getting getting um, connected with our consumers socially mm. is really important. Um, from email marketing through to Instagram and the differences in Facebook, scheduling, influences, um, paid marketing, Google marketing, everything everything has it's been a whirlwind but it's been super fun um, yeah I, I love the flexibility of not sort of you know while in corporate life my job wasn't nine to five um, mm. I, I was online a lot of the time <laughs> I do actually enjoy the freedom and the flexibility and more importantly the creativity that has come from this business mm. um, you know corporate Corporate trains you to be a certain type of person to exist in a corporate environment. And coming into this business, I've just been able to sort of let go of all of those expectations of corporate. And I get to have a lot of fun with what I'm doing. Mm. And just like reels, you know, I remember when we talked about reels and you just like, you come up with like the most incredible real ideas. And like, it's, it's just, I think, um, you know, really inspirational for a lot of people out there that you know, don't have any, like, I mean, you worked in corporate and you were very hands-on when you did. So you learned a lot of things, but like, if you have a drive to start a business, you learn all those things, right? And you're like creating reels and showing up and showing your face and, and being that face of the brand. Like when you've been used to working in corporate where you are, you know, backed by a logo or, you know, different people around you, it's like, can be really daunting. And I think, you know, you've just, it's been really inspiring, I guess, watching you really take that on and create content and just show up and do reels and be silly. And like, I think the good thing about social media is the more you do it, you get like the walls come down more and you feel less and less. Yeah, definitely. The more you do it, the more confident you get, but you've kind of just got to throw yourself into it and and get over your own ego and your own Mm. pride and just have fun with it. My golden rule when I'm creating content is it is this something I want to stop at and look at and if it's not something that I would stop at and look at on my own social feed then it's not something I feel like I should create on my business feed Mm, that is a really good piece of advice it's something like you know what what's the intention behind this piece and is it reaching that intention I love that so we're gonna I got off topic because I think your story is awesome and I and I love being able to share the stories of lots of entrepreneurs that have come from so many different backgrounds or have had different experiences and just be able to do things that we never have thought we were going to do. I mean, I never thought I'd ever work for myself. I always thought I'd work for someone for the rest of my whole life. Like I always thought I'd work. And then like, even now I'm still sometimes like, I don't even know how I'm doing this. It just kind of happens. Right. Um, So we're going to talk about influencer marketing because as you know, a product type business, even though it's an online platform, it is essentially a product. um, You're dealing with a lot of influencers. And I know we have a various different audience from people that maybe want to do affiliates as part of their business or those that have products and want to start engaging in influencers, which is something you've been doing in the recent months since starting Perfect Gifting. Can you just share first the story of why you use this as a marketing strategy and how you actually went with it. Yeah, definitely. So 
like I said, it's we're a social platform and, and relationships are so important for our product. It's all about people connecting and creating relationships and giving gifts through that relationship. So what we realized pretty early on was that our users were going to be really important to us um, because they're going to get users on after they sign up but also being able to demonstrate the human um, human life side of the product was going to be really important. So uh, I ventured down the path of looking at influencers. Um, it was a bit of a rabbit hole. It's it's a bit of a, a, it's shrouded in a little bit of mystery, I think, but you can go and do a fair bit of research to understand the best way to engage with an influencer, the rates that you would expect to pay an influencer, but my big advice would be, as you do that, just know that it's such a range of people that you're engaging with. So the research is good, but just go into it being prepared to be super flexible as well. Um, in terms of my experience, I'm dealing mostly with what you would call like a nano or micro influencer. So a nano is up to 10,000 followers and a micro is going to be up to 50,000 followers, depending on whose research you look at. Um, so they're obviously a lot smaller. They don't have a massive following, but the reason I intentionally decided to engage with those is I wanted my marketing to be um, realistic. I wanted it to be believable. I wanted to find people who would get benefit from our product, who would use it, and then would talk about using it. So I didn't want to engage with somebody who was potentially in the, the mega category and had mm. a lot of followers and their, their job is just to push sort of more brand awareness. I actually wanted the engagement side of things. So that, that was why I went down that path. Um, especially if, if you're going into the big ones as well, you're probably going to start dealing with agencies. Um, and I wanted to interact with the person. I felt like that was really important for our brand to interact with the person. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I've reached out to a, a heap. Um, I learned different ways of communicating with them and different ways of reaching out to them um, to eventually find a handful that I wanted to work with and who were intrigued by perfect gifting, wanted to know more and wanted to work with me. And then sort of, it was just trial and error. I set up different types of relationships with each of each of the influencers. So I was getting them to post different content, different types of content. Um, and then it was just, yeah, testing it. What, how did that one go? What happened? Um, how did this one go? What happened? And then refining what that influencer strategy was going to be after I sort of ran those tests. And now influencer marketing is a permanent marketing activity that we do. We have a couple of influencers on the go at any one time, um, generally trying to sort of target different types of influencers um, but for the most part we exist in that mum influencer space mm. yeah awesome and I, I think at the end of the day you know you pointed out something really important is connecting with the person although it is a business strategy it's a marketing strategy at the end of the day it is a person behind you know the brand and you want them to connect with it. you don't want them just to put out a post and you know get that brand awareness you might want to get you know actual engagement in terms of people signing up and everything like that. So I guess what I think you did really well was what was your intention with getting an influencer? What was the end goal? And then working it into your content strategy as well. So it makes sense. And I think what you did really well is you worked smarter, not harder, because you made it fall into your content strategy, rather it being separate from your content strategy. And then it became part of what you did. And it looks so natural that way too, right? Like when a post goes up from an influencer, 
that's collaborated with Perfect Gifting, it falls perfectly into, you know, the feed and it makes sense on Instagram. And I think you did that really well, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I've had a few influencers, you know, since working with them, you, you start to, people start reaching out to you. So I've had, since working with a few, I've had a few reach out to me asking if they want to, if they want to work together. Um, And my initial response is always, do you know about our business? Are you using perfect gifting? Are you interested in it? Mm. Before I even start talking about them promoting our brand. Um, Now that strategy might close me out from a few influencers who, who they which is no right or wrong, who they want to just promote product and not necessarily mm. get into the nuts and the bolts. But, you know, it was an intentional strategy on my side to find people who actually want to use the product. Yeah, and and when they're using it, they're probably going to refer people or get people on board as well, and, and that's the point. And I think that um, comes from a purpose-driven space, right, rather than a revenue or, a you know, numbers. It's like this is for purpose, like there's actually yeah. a purpose behind this, and that's why I think is really important. And I, as time goes on with influencers, we're seeing this more authentic, like authentic type of influencing, which I think is, especially with COVID, I mean, lots of influencers were, weren't able to get the really aesthetic pleasing things. So, you know, they had to go back to the drawing board. And I think that's where quality content comes from, which is awesome. So I loved hearing your story about the influencer strategy. And I'm sure there's people listening that are like either in a similar situation or haven't started and they're like, I don't even know what to do. So I wanted to lead into some more actionable steps because this is all about telling your story and sharing tips. Um, So let's talk about going through a series of questions to help everyone engage with influencers if that's what they're looking for. So how do we start to engage with an influencer? What's the first steps that we take to actually start that first step? Yeah, that's a good question. For me, it was research. Um, just to get a lay of the land before I went into talking to people. Um, So I'd say definitely the first step is just determining what are your goals um, and what are you hoping to achieve from engaging with influencers? Are you looking for brand awareness, um, engagement, improving your signups, or any other form of a result that I guess that's important to you. But this will help do two things. One, measure success, because I think as you go into it, it's really important to know what do I want to get out of this? What does success look like? And am I actually achieving it? But two, it's just going to help you when you do go down this research phase and you start engaging with people, it's going to help you narrow down your search really quickly and figure out which influencer aligns to the goals that you're trying to achieve. And I think that's a really important one. Mm. Hmm. Um, the next step I would say is then you want to start thinking about the type of influencer that you want to work with. Um, you know, are they a nano influencer? Do you want a mega influencer? What size of following do you want them to have? It changes, I guess, the, the language they use, the way they promote your brand. So which one aligns better with your brand? Um, and then from that, once you figure out the type of influencer you're looking for, the third thing I would say is that you then can sort of move into searching and finding your influences that fit one, your goals and two, the, the type of influencer you're looking for. So literally for that category, I just went down a social media rabbit hole of social media, um, search your keywords, go down hashtag rabbit holes. Mm. You should be able to have a look at like hashtags, like hashtag influencer, hashtag ads, 
Um, you can also filter down to the country that you want. So I looked at hashtag Australian influencer because I wanted somebody in this country. Um, go through the image searches as well. Just try and find somebody who's putting images up that sort of align with your brand. And then eventually you're going to find probably a list of, say, 10 to 15 influencers after you've come out of that rabbit hole of research um, who you think, okay, these people might might meet the needs of what I'm trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, then you have to engage with them. Now, I tried a few different strategies on engaging with them initially because you're cold calling, essentially. You're reaching out to people that you haven't really had a relationship with um, and getting them to engage with you and work through a way in which you can build a relationship together. Um, but I would say that I read a few blogs on how to engage with influencers. Some kind of sent me, uh, sent me on a bit of a bum steer. You know, a couple recommended that you need to, before you actually reach out and um, propose a relationship, you should connect with them. You should comment on a few posts. You should like a few posts and you should start building a social relationship mm. before you try and build a professional relationship. Um, it's a lovely thought, but when you need an influencer and you have to do that with a lot of people, that's an awful amount of time you're spending on building relationships with people who you may not actually want to or end up working with. Mm. Um, so I think that has a place, but, you know, from my standpoint, I, I tried initially to just reach out to them and probably went a little bit too hard in my first round of communication. I messaged them and said, here's our business. This is what we do. I want to work with you. And this is how I want to work with you. And I threw everything out in the first message. Um, the thing that I've learned in dealing with influencers, and we can talk about that separately, but um, is that they don't like a lot of information in messages. They, they like sort of shorter snippets of information. So I changed my strategy for my next round of influencers I engaged and I went for more of a, a teaser type message. Um, I can send you the words to it if you want to post it somewhere or share it with people. But Amazing. it was basically like, hey, I'm Lauren. I run Perfect Gifting. This is what we do. If this interests you, respond back to me and we can chat more. And mm -hmm. I, I just left it at that. And I found that message was a bit softer. Um, and I got a lot more replies from that message and relationships opened up from that message. Mm. It's so. interesting with that too, because I think, you know, I've had cold emails and stuff about things. And when it's like a little, you're like, I want to know more. Like we're curious, we're curious beings. So we want to yeah. know, we want yep. to know what you have in store for us. Like it's more exciting. So yeah, that, that's, I tried to change it. And now I sort of try and use a message that more just like piques curiosity mm. um, rather than gives direction or information mm. um, and if yeah. I get their interest then we can talk more about it after yeah. that yeah I love that approach I think we're always inclined to just go like I just want to give them everything that they need and then they can make their decision based off that but I guess like you know if they're getting hundreds or you don't know how many messages they get per week or per month or per day then you're kind of contending with other people as well so I guess like thinking about that um is it's good and you know doing it in a way that's not super time consuming because yeah, you know, you're commenting. I, I love that idea, but that's for me, that's more of a, for collaborating, for building networks, for, yep. you know, actually like building um, bigger than just like a working relationship, you know, when you want to build like, and over time, you know, the influencer relationship you're working with, it becomes like a friendly relationship. But I think like, you know, at the same time, 
you can't spend hours just engaging with an influencer's piece of content before, you know, they might work with you. So I guess that leads into, you know, you've engaged in an influencer, they're keen to work with you. How do you navigate way of working? Because it is a very different relationship because it's it's ensuring that it's authentic to them what they're creating, but you also need to get a certain direction. You need to give them sort of what you're looking for, but then it needs to have their spin on it too. So how did you navigate that sort of way of working? Yeah, definitely. So I'd say once you do that initial contact, um, communication will just generally flow quite naturally after they've piqued their interest and they've responded. The conversation will just continue on organically. And you generally, the first thing that you will, will tackle is rate card. That's generally the first conversation that comes up. You have a chat about the types of posts you're looking for, um, and then you move into, okay, well, what's what's your rate card? Now, most influencers will have a rate card. Um, again, you can Google. There's lots of good platforms that sort of share what the going rate is for each of the different categories of influencers to work out if they're in the right um, mm-hmm. ballpark. But if you're dealing in the nano and even um, the lower end of the micro um, influencer category, you're probably going to find that they don't have a rate card particularly the nano ones, they're just finding their feet as an influencer. Um, And so they're actually trying to work out what their rate card is. Uh, They're trying to work out all of these things for themselves. And then you're asking for that question. Mm. Um, So you can always ask what their rate card is, or if they have a rate card, if you get one back, great. That makes the process easier. And then you can negotiate from there if you want to. If they don't have one, then it's really just an open open conversation about what sort of posts you're looking for and what fee um, you think mm-hmm. would be involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know what the going rate is, I tend to um, just offer the going rate, um, what I think is a reasonable rate based on their following, because I've done that research. I know what it is. I want to um, be responsible in the way that I engage with people for myself. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to take advantage of anybody, um, even if they are trying to find their feet. That's just how I choose to operate. Um, So I I say, hey, this is the going rate for this sort of post. This is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Does that work for you? Um, So, yeah, the the first thing will be sort of um, negotiating the rates, understanding the rate cards. But each influencer is going to have their own way of communicating. Um, And the thing that I've learned is it's so important to remain super flexible while you're communicating with an influencer. You know, as a business, my life is not social media. It's a component of my business. Whereas for them, their life is their social media. So they're generally online and available all of the time. They have expectations that you will respond quickly So, yeah, you've just got to stay flexible and you've got to stay prepared to sort of communicate and work in the way that they also work and have have that in the back of your mind. Um, So I think that one's really important. But some other things that you might want to work through other than the rate card would be, um, I guess, do you want to approve the content before the person posts it? Do you want them to use specific hashtags in their post as well would be a good one to think about. Do you want uh, specific topics or do you want them to post on a certain type of day? Um, There are probably a couple of things you want to kind of cross Mm. off with the person. Um, I've got one, a couple of influencers, but one influencer who I've had on for a longer period of time, we have um, a schedule. So we come up with a general, this is Mm. when you'll post. This is generally the type of topic you'll post. But I like to give my influencers as much freedom as possible. So like you said, it comes across authentic. 
Mm. I want to see what pictures they want to create, what reel they want to create, what what content, what um, caption do they want to write, what hashtags do they want to use? Because again, they're the experts for their audience, right? They know what their audience are going to like. So I don't want to tell them how to do their job. I just want to let them know what I want to achieve, give them enough space to do their magic Mm -hmm. um, and then work back in with them to make sure it fits in with our plan as well. Mm. I think that's a great tip because I think all of the times like, you know, if if there's two people trying to lead, you know, the reins, then it's it gets really messy, right? And if you're trying to do something, they're trying to, there's no communication there. I love the tip around the way that an influencer would communicate because, you know, you and I, we do a lot of Zoom or email or things like that. And, and often people that work their business in different ways, it can be really tricky for them. Maybe they don't want to jump on a call. Like, I, it's interesting. I, I navigate, I know people, some people love jumping on a call. Some people are like, let's just voice note back and forth or let's just text. Some people like voice notes, some people don't. So like, I mean, I think that happens a lot in different areas of business when you outsourcing or whatever, you have people that communicate in different ways. And I mean, it would have been the same when you worked um, as a manager and a team and a leader, like you have different people that communicate in different ways and they, they do things differently. So I think I really liked that piece of advice because you know, we'd naturally go to, let's have a call. Let's jump on zoom. Let's talk about this. And a lot of people are just like, I just prefer to like do my thing and like be comfortable in my space. So I think yeah. that's to be that's fair. Amazing. I haven't I haven't worked with too many influencers who want to jump on a video call. For the most part, they're either DM me, they just want to have a chat um, yep. through the inbox. Uh, I've had a couple who have been open to voice noting, but yeah, not one yet who has wanted to have an actual cool. physical call or a video call. Uh, yeah. They exist in that world. That's where they communicate. That's where they run their life. So that's where they they yeah. want to chat. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's I, I think it's like um you know it, it's natural for like you know if you work in social media, it's just natural to do everything through social media. And even things like you know invoicing and stuff like that. Like I'm sure they just kind of do it through Instagram. And usually you be like, okay, I've got an email of an invoice that comes in. So it's I think that's online business, right? Everything is not in a you know a form like if you work for I've worked with corporate businesses before there's a process there's payment terms there's things like that but then you work with like you know someone that's a little bit more casual it's like oh just you know flick me the invoice whenever you get a chance or like you know it's just yeah it's different it's it's so different so you've given so much value because like you know from the minute you want to work with influencer to continue to working with them I guess I'm interested in to know what was the one main thing you learned with working with an influence like the key thing that stood out for you is like that was a big lesson um that's a good question so coming from a corporate background I was used to dealing with suppliers the big thing that I've learned in all of this is that influencers are just real people mm. they're a mum they're a dad they're a sister an auntie a brother um and they're humans behind the influencer brand that they've built for themselves and i think that's really important to remember because you build you will find if you engage with an influencer over time you build a relationship with that person you get to know their kids names you in my case i know their kids birthdays now because content centers around their birthdays or you get to know their milestones. Um, one of the influencers I work with recently announced she was pregnant. Um, and that was something that she shared before she uh, publicized it because we were sort of talking around content. So you become almost a part of this person's life and you 
have to chat to them or you do chat to them like they're human. So in between talking about the plan, the content plan, the hashtags, you're also talking about their life as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably been my biggest lesson in all of this. It's been great. Um, it certainly has come with challenges and it's made it interesting. Um, and it maybe takes a little bit more effort because mm-hmm. you have to put energy into the relationship. But I think it's just something you have to keep in front of mind when you're working with them. But I enjoy it. I, li- I like all of the influences we've worked with. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it is interesting because um, what I know working with, even when I got sick and and things happen, like, and I had to tell my clients, I was like, oh my God, I'm like so nervous. I'm going to have to take like months off my business and I'm worried. And it's just like, at the end of the day, like we're all people, we all have lives, we all have things that go on. And, and I think like building relationships with the people you work with is so important. And I think like, you know, whether it's an influencer you know, and you start to get to know them and then you bond over things or, you know, you might not ever meet this person in real life, but you know so much about them. Like, I think it's just so crazy how like you can know something, something like even, you know, knowing that one of the influencers was having a baby and like you knew all this stuff about her life and like you've never met them in person or you you talk to them more than you talk to, you know, one of your best friends or yeah. like it's just crazy how this this world of social media you become so involved in someone's life. You might not ever meet them. You might know them more or talk to them more than you talk to half of the people that you consider like, you know, really close in your life. You also know what they want for Christmas because it's a perfect gifting platform. You know what they want for their birthday. You know what, you know, when they're getting a promotion or all sorts of things. So I think it's just like, it's, it's super interesting. And I, I feel the same just in general in business. Like I talk to people. I mean, I have one client who's also my coach and I talk to her more than anybody because we're talking on two different platforms and it's just like you just know so much about this person and yeah. I mean we're really good friends now but you you form relationships with people which I think is and that's the core part of perfect gifting too is you know connection and you know building these more meaningful connections and I think you're you're um leading by example with what you do with your influencers and and the people that you work with. So I think that's awesome. Um, I just wanted to go through some of the key takeaways because I think it's just like being so valuable um, down from, you know, first communicating, doing your research. I know Lauren um, is really good with research. You are (laughs) the research queen. You're always finding out things. And, um, but doing that research, of course, like this is research listening to this podcast and I'll create it into a blog. So there'll be all the information you need. And just like setting goals, I think it's super important. As you said, like with anything you do in your business, you want to have an outcome and a goal. And sometimes like we get, I I know I've done this in the past, you get lazy, like, oh, I just want to get it up and running. But then you can't measure whether it was worth doing, right? You can't measure whether, you know, you could have put like 20 hours a week into this project and then worked out actually if I didn't have a goal attached to it, I wouldn't have known if it was worth doing, you know? Um, and just, you know, hashtag research to find the people, even finding people like, I would be like, where do I begin? You know, where do I even start to find these people? There's so many people on Instagram, but, you know, using hashtags and looking through the explore or discover page, whatever they call it these days. Like there's, and there's these new news feeds that we'll be able to find new people from, which who knows how that's going to go. And then just the way you communicate. I think I love what you said about just having, you know, um, peaking interest, not giving all the information at one go and just being able to just talk to that person treat them like a human as they are and just build that relationship. And then of course, guiding them um, through whether they've, and especially having experience now that you've got experience or if anyone's listening to this now, they've gotten experience. So that if there is an influencer that doesn't know how much to charge, 
you know, you can, you've done your research and you can help them as well. I think I love the way that you do that because I think, you know, trying to be like, oh, well, the going rate is $5 a post. Like that is fire. People used to do that to me on FIFO. I used to charge $10 for a press release. Now I'm really mad at those people. No, not really. Um, but, you know, just even being able to help that person through their journey, especially, um, and if you want to build a relationship with them in the future, you've helped them at the beginning of their journey and you don't know where that person's going to go, right? Like you could be working yeah. with an influencer now that in five years time, you'd be like, that paid off so well for like they did the hard, they did hard work and your business is benefiting from it too. So I think it's like a sustainable thing as well. Yeah. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, um, but you gave so many good takeaways. So if you do want to add anything, but I think what you gave was just amazing. I think super, super helpful. And even if someone's looking to do affiliates, like if you've got a course or a program and you want people to help promote it and give them a referral link, you know, all of these same things apply. Um, yeah. The exact same Definitely. Like, tips. I'd say my, my probably ultimate key takeaway from all of it, if I could share one final piece of advice would be that I think influencer marketing offers a lot of opportunity for the right product and for the right business. If you're new to it, um, don't get too excited about the first person that responds to you or reaches out. I think you have to be picky about the influencer that you actually engage with mm. because they become essentially a face of your brand and so you need to make sure that their posts, their language and their values align to everything that you're trying to achieve. So yeah, don't get starstruck by the first influencer that perhaps wants to work with you. Make sure that you're also selecting influencers that align to your business, your plan, you know, what you stand for. Yeah, that's a really good piece of advice because you could get really excited. I would be like, oh, I've got all these people. And then it's like, oh. I don't know if they're going to work well for what I want to achieve. Well, thank you so much for joining and sharing your wisdom. It was so, so helpful. And I've learned a lot. I'm thinking of starting a new business in 2022, maybe. So it might require some influences. We'll see. Uh, but how can people find you and more importantly, connect with Perfect Gifting? So you can head over to our website, www.perfectgifting.com or jump onto socials. I love chatting to people on socials. So Perfect Gifting every time on Instagram or just Perfect Gifting on Facebook. Drop me a message. Happy to chat to anyone. Amazing. Thank you so much. I love that. Thank it. you. How good. Like I just love, and this is what I love about business and and all the things, you know, from from research and learning, developing and growing, we can create our own strategies. We can learn from others. We can research and we can form something that works for us. And I think that's what Lauren did. You know, she wants, she's done a lot of things in her business on her own. Um, she's learned a lot. She does her own paid marketing and just all kinds of things. And I'm, I'm really inspired by how she's learned all these marketing strategies so quickly. And I think, you know, just learning from her and and even watching the Perfect Gifting journey grow is, is so fascinating. So definitely follow in, uh, Perfect Gifting on Instagram, Facebook, you know, join Perfect Gifting. I think it's a great idea and platform. But, you know, key takeaways, and I sort of broke this down when I was writing out the this stuff, you know, you've got getting started, doing the research, setting goals, finding the type of influencer you want to work with, uh, and then searching and finding the influencer making your list and then the engagement, following and connecting with the influencer, chatting with the influencer and the tips, you know, that Lauren gave around actually messaging an influencer. And we have had people come on and talk about collaborations and all sorts of things. And there, you know, it's sort of a similar relationship, right? And then 
down to working with the influencer, determining the price, ways of working, being flexible, creating this space of communication. And then at the end of the day, treating this like a relationship and building this relationship out and and learning about your influencer, they become the face of your brand. Like, you know, Lauren was really right in what she's saying. So it, you have to be picky. You have to decide. And really what I love about this, it's just a test and trial, um, test trial measure. Find out what works. Refine your strategy. You know, go in head first and then learn. And that's, I think, um, is really powerful with creating a business and, and learning these things in sort of like a business that is a startup or, you know, your own, you're a solopreneur. Like, you test and then you learn and then you refine and you're testing the types of influences, the types of content. So I think even the actionable steps from this can be taken and transferred into many other areas of our business. And I, I really enjoyed that chat and I hope that you got lots out of it. Um, as I said, you can use this very similar to if you're looking for affiliates for maybe you've got a course, like if you're on Kartra or um, Kajabi, you know, you can create affiliate links. It's very similar. If you want to build up your own course and why not, um, you know, involve people around you to help build it up and use influencers or, you know, people in your space. It's very similar process. So be a content queen or king and remember that developing your strategy and your story develops your business. Thank you so much for joining me today. And please don't forget to share this with all your business and entrepreneurial friends. You can do this by adding it to your Insta stories and tagging me at Content Queen Mariah or simply tell them about it. If you rate and review on whatever platform, I know if you're on Spotify, you can give it five stars. I know that a lot of you are on Apple. So as soon as you finish listening, please scroll right down to the bottom and write a quick review even if you give it some stars give it some love come on give the podcast some love we're we're giving you free tips guys like you can take this and use it in your business but it'll go a long way in helping me share this message with others expose other entrepreneurs and their brands like that's what this is about too right follow me on instagram connect with me on linkedin and let me know if there's any topics you want me to talk about in the future any guests you know let's do this Next week, I've got an amazing guest coming on to talk about the anxiety and the pressure around social media, which is super exciting. So stay tuned for that. And I've just started planning out Feb's content. We have an amazing entrepreneur talking about how she shares her experiences and her story to build up her profile. And also another guest coming on to talk about her success on TikTok and why exploring other channels could really help your business. So stay tuned for those ones in Feb. Stay tuned for next week's episode and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.